Hey guys, Kyle back with Kyle Bros Unedited Podcast, episode number 92. A lot of draft stuff to talk about today. We'll also talk a little combat sports. Um, we'll do a couple boxing headlines. Uh, we'll talk MMA, BKFC, looking at UFC 288 this coming weekend. Uh, and then we'll talk about the uh, NBA uh, playoffs, talk about round two, what I think of how the series is going to go, um, what I thought about the two game ones have already happened. Um, I think, what, game two... Or is it just one game tonight? Is it just one game tonight? Yeah, well, game one of Boston-Philly tonight. Then we're going to get straight in. Got f- about four, five NFL talk, NFL discussions. We're going to start out with my round one draft grades, which are overall on Twitter, but I want to talk about them on the pod as well, um, just for people that didn't see them. Thank you, long, thank you as well if you follow along me uh, during the draft. That was a fun night one. I love night one of the draft, one of my favorite nights of the year. Um, we're going to get into my uh, draft grades for each pick. Uh, we're going to get in, then after that, my top five best drafts and worst drafts as a team. Um, so we got those here. I think we got them all up. Yep. And I'll break down why I think that. And then we'll go uh, my top five biggest reaches of the draft, mainly round one. Uh, all of it round one, actually, and who I would have taken at that spot. Then we're going to go my three biggest steals in round one, my three biggest steals in round two, my three biggest steals in round three. And then we're going to go through... Rounds four, five, six, seven, some later steals that I really liked, some picks that I really liked. And then we're going to go ahead and go straight to it. The uh, I think these were updated last last night or a couple uh, a couple days ago. I think last night. Um, early win total prediction post-NFL draft via BetMGM. So I'll give you who I, what I think the over-under is going to happen. Well, let's get into some combat sports. Get a drink before we start it. Anthony Joshua will, uh, says he will fight Wilder in December. Both fighters will have a fight before. Okay. Um, love that. If that's actually true, that's huge. Joshua versus Wilder odds. So that was... Okay, so right now... It is a pick'em. I thought was a pro- not prohibitive favorite. It is it? Oh, they keep saying he's a favorite. No, he's not. It's a pick'em. Minus one ten to minus one ten right now. Are the odds if they book that fight today? The odds would be a pick'em right now. Uh, yeah, I would. I would agree. I would slightly favor uh, Wilder to be honest, but I can understand a pick'em because Joshua is the better boxer. Um, I hope that fight happens. I've been waiting for that one. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully the the. Uh, We'll, we'll just talk about it now. Uh, Davis and Brian Garcia did 1.2 million pay-per-view buys. Hopefully this makes the Earl Spence, Bug Crawford, Tyson Fury, Usyk, Joshua Wilder, Canelo versus Benavidez. Um, big fights happen, and they realize that, man, if we just put together big fights, people want to watch, right? Tank Davis never did a pay-per-view over, over 200,000 buys until this. People want to see the best fight the best. So hopefully this makes people realize, that, like, that, let's do it. And then you also got now Josh Taylor versus uh, Teofimo, Lope, Teofimo Lopez. So let's go. To, let's look up Josh Taylor, um, what he's done recently. I haven't, don't remember his last fight, to be honest. Um, 32 years old. I believe, yeah, he was in, he's 19 wins, no losses. 
19 wins, no losses. He turned pro in 2015, so he's been fighting for pretty much eight years. He had a fight. His last fight was actually February of last year where he retained the WBA. W, he was the undisputed champion. He uh, hasn't fought since. He's now just the WBO, and he's the ring lightweight uh, in the ring uh, title. So he's got two belts, technically really just one. I don't know what the ring lightweight is. I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, he's coming off. He's beat he beat Regis uh, Progress via majority decision. Uh, Jose Ramirez he beat via unanimous decision. His last fight with Jack uh, Jack Catterall I think was a really close one. It was a split decision. I think people a lot of people thought Catterall might have won. And now uh, June tenth, I believe it'll be. I, I'm guessing it'll be free on ESPN. Teofimo Lopez versus Josh Taylor. Lopez obviously eighteen and one. He lost to Cambosis via split decision. He then beat uh, Pedro. Um, Pedro Campa via TKO in August of uh, twenty uh, August of twenty twenty two. His last fight was December tenth of twenty twenty two against Sandor Martin, where he won via split decision. Only ten round fights, but he's got wins over Lomachenko, which was by far the best performance of his career. Richard Comey he beat, um, and now he's gonna fight Josh Taylor for the WBO uh, light. What is this? What is this? What weight class is this? Goddamn one forty. So this would be the WBO light welterweight titles okay so yeah wealth weights 147 i believe so yeah that's a good fight um taylor's first defense of the undisputed title was against jack catterall um taylor suffered an injury thus the fight was postponed despite knock getting knocked down by catterall in the eighth round being seemingly outboxed by the challenger taylor was handed a very controversial split decision with the scores okay so yeah a lot of people thought catterall won the challenger landed 120 to 81 of the power punches or no the challenge landed 120 punches to 73 by Taylor, who threw 220 less punches. That's interesting. I mean, I, I would favor Tiafimo Lopez. Um, Taylor versus Lopez odds. It's a great fight, though. Really? Josh Taylor is the slight favorite at minus 148. Oh, no, here we go, here we go, here we go. Late Lopez betting odds. Uh, I don't know how I don't know how recent these are. Doesn't tell me how how recent these are. I think these are updated pretty good. So right now Josh Taylor is a on FanDuel or here we go, BetMGM, which is what I use. Minus one sixty to Lopez is plus one forty. I would pick Lopez to be honest. I think he's gonna find a way to put it together here. I would pick Teofimo Lopez to get that done. Um, but yeah, those are some boxing. Let's get into some MMA. Uh, Mike Perry beats B- Luke Rockhold in BKFC over the weekend. It was one of the it was the biggest BKFC card there ever ever was. You had Ben Rothwell fighting Copeland. Beck Rollins was fighting for the title. Hers got stopped early because of a cut. Thought it was kind of weak. Mendez and Alvarez was an absolute war. Um, I thought I had it three rounds to two. Alvarez as well. And uh, he got, they each got two knockdowns, so it made sense that Alvarez won by a point. And then bizarre, bizarre face-off with Conor McGregor and Mike Perry. What the fuck was that, huh? Uh, my After the, after Mike Perry beats Rockwell, he's like, can I get a face-off Conor McGregor? Conor McGregor enters the BKFC ring. Right? He's, he's still promote. He's still uh, under contract with the UFC, by the way. Everyone knows. Six-fight deal. Has the BKFC title around his shoulder, and they do a face-off. And he said he's interested. Now, I don't know if that was the whiskey-talking because um, I know him and Feldman were you know, drinking some whiskey and some other guys were drinking. So I know that, you know, little booze definitely was, you know, 
didn't help the situation, and I don't know how Dana feels about it. We'll love to, I know they're probably going to ask him at media, the media day this week, so we'll see what he says about that. But that was weird, huh? Interesting, though. And then over in the UFC, wasn't a great card, but the main event was uh, pretty big, honestly. Bantamweight, Bantamweight bout between some you know two really good fighters in Song Yudong and Ricky Simone. Uh, Yudong got it done via round five TKO. Um, he was up on the scorecards entering the fifth. He was up 40-36 on two. And 39-37 on the other. So four rounds to zero and three rounds to one. He was on his way to a win, whether he got the finish or not. But he looked really good. Um, Song Yudong, big win for him. And, you know, like I said, we'll see what he does next. I got what's next for both fighters. Ricky Simone, again, I think it was just, you know, Song Yudong was great on the night. He was just really great on the night. Um, I think Pedro Munoz, who just beat uh, Gutierrez, I think would be a good one. Or Jonathan Martinez. I think one of those two would be great fights for Ricky Simone. For Song Yudong, I would favor a... I would favor me and my number one option a rematch with Cheeto Vera, who you know a lot of people thought he lost that fight. Uh, Cheeto coming off a loss, so I think that one could make sense. Or Rob Font, who's coming off a, a really nice win um, uh, versus uh, what's his name, Adrian Yanez. I think one of those two makes a ton of sense. Um, but let's get into some UFC 288. That's the big card coming up Saturday. Um, UFC 288. Uh, very interested in this card, uh, especially the main event. Obviously, we were supposed to have Olvera Dariush, but that did get replaced with a banger of a co-main event in Bilal. Remember the name Muhammad and Gilbert Burns. Um, so I, I did say, I think this will be the last. If I remember correctly, this will be the last of the fan fight picks for this one. Um... Let's go back and look. See if this is the last one. Because I believe we started at UFC 286. Or the fight night right before UFC 286. Um, or did UFC 286 end it? Hold on, let me look. Let me see where we started. Okay, 285 was... No, Jones Gone ended it. Because that was the reason why I won fan fight picks, I'm pretty sure. Um, was because of that. Yeah, actually, you have Mahachev Volkanovski was in February, and we started it off with Teixeira Hill. Yeah, yeah, we started off with Teixeira Hill. So this will be the final one of this round of fan fight picks. I haven't put in uh, the most recent one we picked. We didn't pick last week's just because the card was so bad. Um, but, yeah, Jones gone ended it for sure. Because um, we try to go to three pay-per-views, and then we start over. Um, so we did Edwards Uzman. Yep, we did Pereira. Okay. Pavlovich Blades. Yep, so this will be the last one for fan fight picks here. Let's see if I have... I don't have the full updated ones, but at, before, a couple cards ago... Um, where's fan fight picks? I was up 10. My dad had a really good one. I was up 10. So, I, I mean, I think I'm going to have the edge going in, but I think we're going to pick nine fights because um, it is a it is a pretty good card, honestly. Even the, the prelims, you got uh, Marina Rodriguez, Verna Janaroba, Chaos Williams fighting Rolando Bedoya. Uh, Kennedy um, Nizaguanu is fighting Devin Clark. 
uh, Drew Dober, Matt Frivol is a great one. Then you got Chrome Gracie returning against Charles Jordan. Uh, Mov- uh, Movisar Ivalov against uh, Bryce Mitchell. Jessica Andrade, Jan Shaunam, Bilal Muhammad Burns, Cejudo Sterling. Um, I'll get I'll go through the the last four fights because those are the main ones that break down what I think happened. So you got uh, Movisar, Evalov versus Mitchell. You know Mitchell coming off a loss, um, couldn't get the takedown, and Taporia really just battered him for his first loss. Um, Evalov, I believe, yeah, undefeated sixteen no, so it's sixteen one versus sixteen no. He's coming off the win over Ige. Uh, he hasn't gotten a lot. He hasn't has he gotten any finishes? In, he has not gotten any finishes in the UFC. All decisions. So that's tough. Um, but I think that he's going to be able to out grapple. And I think on the feet, he's better. So I would go uh, Movisari Volov. I think he'll get it done. I th- I'm going to go him by decision or by submission. I think he'll get a third late submission in this fight. You know, I think he'll get a third-round submission. Submission. Andrade, Jan Shannon, big fight. I believe this one's being contested. Where is this one being contested? Is she moving back down? Yep. Andrade kind of bounces around flyweight and strawweight, so she's going to go back down for this one. Jan Shannon coming off a majority decision win after two straight losses to Esparza and Rodriguez. That was a big one for her. Um, Andrade's a beast, man. She's just always, she's kind of like, you know, you got to pass this test. Um, she's coming off a loss to Blanchfield. Blanchfield's very good, though. Before that, she had beaten um, Lauren, Lauren Murphy. She had beaten Amanda Limo. She had beaten Calvillo. Um, I think Andrade gets this done, probably. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Andrade via, I'm going to go Andrade via third round. Second round stoppage is my prediction there, right as of right now, and then Bilal Muhammad Gilbert Burns. Here we go. Um, winner is probably next in line, unless I mean Colby Covington. I still think might get it. So whoever, I mean, he's coming off one of, I mean, his performance of the night against Sean Brady. He was flawless in that fight. He looks so good, um, and he's fighting Gilbert Burns. You know, they kind of they're both really good grapplers. They're both pretty good on the feet. Um, this is going to be very interesting. Obviously, Burns coming off the submission win over Magny, and then most recently, you know, beat Masvidal in what I thought was a lackluster performance, but he got the win. I'm going to favor. I'm going to go Bilal Muhammad uh, via decision. I think Muhammad gets it done. I think it's going to be a really competitive fight, though. Um, and then you got Cejudo versus Aljamain in the main event. Cejudo returning after three years out, correct? Let's see. Where's his record? So Dominic Cruz was in 2020 of May. We're almost... Yeah, it'll be it'll be almost it'll be almost three years to the day um, that he uh, retired after beating Dominic Cruz. I I'm, I, I want to I haven't looked at the odds at all. I like to look. I'm after I make my little picks here. Um, you know, it's tough. I think Aljamain's going to get it done. I don't know if he finished him, but I think Aljamain's going to win this fight by decision. I think it's going to be a good fight, but I think Aljamain's going to get this done. I truly do. And here, I'll just run through the rest of the card. Uh, I think Charles Jordan's going to beat Crone. I think is going to beat Dober. I think Kennedy's going to beat Clark. I uh, don't know much about Rolando Bedoya, but I like Chaos. And then I think Marina Rodriguez gets it done. So let's go look at UFC 288 odds. Um, yep, fight odds. They have usually everybody. They have Bovada. They got everybody. Uh, usually, but they don't have BetMGM on here. No, we'll go by FanDuel then. It is a pick em right now. Between okay, so we'll start with the fights that we're picking. Rodriguez Jaroba, uh, Verna Jandaroba. Rodriguez minus one thirty to plus one hundred two, so really close. Chaos William is a huge favorite, uh, minus three forty to plus two fifty for Rolando. 
Uh, Kennedy is a minus 184 favorite to Clark's plus 140. Uh, Drew Dober, a really sizable favorite at minus 235 to plus 180. Charles Jordan, p- minus 215 to Crohn's plus 164. Uh, Movisar is minus 290 to Mitchell's plus 215. I thought that. Uh, Andrade is the favorite at minus 200 to uh, Jan Shannon's uh, plus 154. Bilal Muhammad, the slight underdog at plus 108 to Burns minus 138. Mm. And then minus 110 either way between Cejudo and Aljamain. Okay, yeah, that's why I, I think that's fair. Um, so let's get on to some NBA talk before we start the NFL madness. So in the East, the Miami Heat took game one. Um, Jimmy got injured at the end, but they played really good defense. Knicks, after the first half, really couldn't find their way uh, in that second half. Um, I still think the Knicks are going to win this series. I think, you know, Julius Randle is going to come back at some point in this series, I would think. I think they're still going to win. Might not be five now. I still think I'm, I'm going to take the Knicks in six, though. Celtic Sixers starts tonight, so this is out before. I've always said I think the six, the Celtics are going to run through the Sixers. I don't know how long Embiid's going to be out. I really don't think it matters. I think Celtics in five or six. Um, But, yeah, I just think the Celtics are a better team, and I just don't think the Sixers guard are going to guard well enough to stop the Celtics. And I think the Celtics can defend a bet can defend better. Over in the West, the Nuggets pummeled the Suns in game one. You know, I kinda yeah, I think I had the Nuggets in six. I think it's I think it still could be that. I think it could be five though too. I just I I you know, me and my buddy Few were talking for the playoffs. I had the Suns as the favorite to come out of the West. I you know, he was right all along. Their bench is an issue. You know, their lack of scoring around K D and their lack of help around K D and Booker is a problem. Even Ayton's inconsistent, Chris Paul's inconsistent, he's thirty eight years old, thirty seven. I think the Nuggets are going to win this in five or six. I think the Nuggets are just a better complete basketball team, to be honest. Uh, and then you get you get your uh, primetime matchup, the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers. Here you go, what everyone wanted, right? Um, I'm thrilled with the matchup. I think the War- the Lakers matchup tremendous with the Warriors. Uh, Anthony Davis is no Demonis Sabonis. Looney's going to have a tougher time down low. Um, you know, LeBron's going to be a l- more well-rested defensively because he's going to be on Draymond, who doesn't do much on offense besides set illegal screens. Um, it's going to come down to how good... I think Curry's going to play good. I mean, let's just get that out of the way now. Curry's that guy. Curry's in the realm of the greats. He's going to play good. But what do Clay Thompson, Wiggins, and Poole do? What do they do? Because the Warriors aren't the best defensive team like they, they usually are. They're not the best offensive team like they usually are. They're average, middle of the pack. Let's just look at... Uh, um. NBA offensive rating. No, 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 no. I just want to go. I want to go regular season, and I'm just going to go up because the Lakers. I know the Lakers are, I believe, to be top ten in both. Really high defensively. So Golden State was. 13th in offense this year. Offensive rating. Golden State, where are they at? Golden State, okay, they were 11th in offensive rating. They were 14th in defense, so they're not like the Golden State teams of the past. The Lakers were 12th overall, but I know they were top three since the trades. The Lakers were not good offensively. Oh, 19th, I believe they were 11 or 10 since the trade deadline. This is a good matchup for the Lakers. Um, you're going to have to 
Curry's going to get his. If you can stop Thompson, Wiggins, and Poole, I think you're going to be fine, especially Clay. You don't want Clay to get going. I think the Lakers should win this series. Um, I think the matchup, LeBron isn't going to have to deal with body bumping. Xavier Tillman, Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, whoever else they had at big, he's not going to have to body bump with them all series. Draymond is an offensive threat. He's never going to have to guard Kevon Looney. Um, I think LeBron's going to be fresher in this series. He really didn't do, in my opinion, up to LeBron standards, didn't play great against the Grizzlies. But I think it was a difficult matchup for him. I think that, you know, and with the foot, I think it's, it was a difficult matchup. The athleticism of the of the Grizzlies a lot better than the Warriors. I just think the Lakers' offense is going to be a lot better in this series than it was against Golden State. And I know for, you know, two of those games, it was very good. Um, but I think LeBron's going to get easier looks at the rim. I think LeBron's going to, you know, I think he's just going to have better all-around looks in this series. I think the Grizzlies were just a lot better defensively. And they're just more, like I said, I didn't think the Grizzlies were a great team. But I thought they were a bad matchup for the Lakers because of their speed and athleticism and their size. Even with Adams and Clark being down, Jaron Jackson, you know, if Tillman would go out, Jackson moved to the five. And he was, you know, regular season defense player of the year. LeBron having the body bump with him and Tillman all series couldn't have been good for LeBron. Uh, his fatigue and stuff like that. I think it's just going to be a lot smoother. Um, obviously, the Lakers could play awful and Golden State could win, but I think the Lakers win this series in six. So let's get on to my draft grades. I'm going to grab one more drink. Um, so pick one. Panthers take Bryce Young. I gave it a one. Elite. So one is elite. Two very good, three good, four average, five below average. Um, Texans took CJ Stroud, gave it a two. Um, very good pick. I, I'm glad they went with the correct pick. Uh, Texans then took Will Anderson. I gave that a two. I know the trade up, you know, people can say they gave away a lot. I think Will Anderson is probably the most for sure thing in in this draft on the defensive side. Colts took Richardson. One to give it a one. I gave it a two, but I still think it's a very good pick, man. Very good pick. I love the fit for Anthony Richardson. Seahawks took Devon Witherspoon. I gave it a three, so good. I would have liked them to take Jalen Carter here or even Christian Gonzalez, who I had at cornerback one. But, you know, Devon Witherspoon is still a very good player. Uh, Cardinals getting Paris Johnson, too. I think it was a really good pick. Uh, they even got extra picks in the future. Um, and they traded up and get the tackle they wanted, the best tackle in the draft, I thought. Raiders, Tyree Wilson. So, Hearing about the injury a couple days before the draft, or a day that morning of the draft, really worried me. Um, and you know the foot injury I heard it's just not it's not very good. And a lot of teams thought he was going to fall past. You know, a lot of teams thought he was going to get to fifteen twenty range. I gave it a four as average because I just the he has bit good upside, but I don't think he's ready yet. And then you have a foot injury, questionable pick for me. Eight Bijan, I gave it a two. People didn't like it. I gave it a two. If you would have gone overall players in this draft, I would have Jalen Carter 1, Will Anderson 2, and I would have Bijan Robinson as the third best player in this draft. Bijan Robinson is a generational running back, so I do not hate the Falcons for taking him at all. I do not hate that. One bit. Uh, Eagles, Jalen Carter 1, my second elite. Uh, what a pick. Of tremendous value. Again, the guy who'd be the number one overall player on my board, he'd take quarterbacks out. Uh, what a get for the Eagles. I mean, I can't believe the Bears didn't take him at 9. They traded down. Obviously didn't want him. They take Darnell Wright who I put as a, a four. I know they needed a right tackle, so it made sense, but I just think that Peter Skaronsky and uh, Broderick Jones were better. Um, and the Titans took Peter Skaronsky, too. He just feels like a Titan. I feel like he's a good fit for the Titans. 
Uh, you know, obviously they people thought is this where Levis is going to go? He ends up going to the Titans in the second round. Now you have a good a good offensive lineman though to protect him or Ryan Tannehill. Lions Jameer Gibbs five. I mean, it's not even the player; it's the positional value for me of running back. I think you could have you could have taken a corner here. You could have taken a defensive lineman here, and then you could have used eighteen to trade back. We'll talk about their pick at 18 and then taking him maybe at the end of the first round. And then you could have got your 18th pick probably in the early second round that you liked. Um, so I went five here below average because of positional value. I like Jameer Gibbs. But I don't like where it was picked. Uh, Lions or Packers went Lucas Van Ness. I thought this could be wide receiver for sure, but they went Van Ness. Um, or live, I thought it was going to be either Dalton Kincaid or Jackson Smith and Jigba. They went Van Ness. I gave it a three. It's still a good pick. He's a really good player. Uh, Steelers got Broderick Jones, gave it a three. It was a good pick. Again, I think that, you know, he goes for the fourth tackle taken. I would have taken third or second. Um, but I still think he's a very good pick. Jets take Will McDonald, edge at Iowa State. I gave it a five. I thought it was below average with Nolan Smith on the board. Miles Murphy on the board I liked better. Um, yeah, it's just uh, I would have taken a couple other guys. I didn't love it. I, th- I had him as a late first round pick, early second. Um, so I thought it was a reach. Uh, Redskins take Emmanuel Forbes, uh, Commander, sorry, Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback, Mississippi State, gave it a five, had him as a second-round corner, especially with, like, Christian Gonzalez there, Deontay Banks was there. I don't know, thought it was a bit of a reach. And the Patriots, Christian Gonzalez at 17, I gave it a one, an elite pick. What a pick. To get him at 17, my cornerback one, he ends up going cornerback three off the board. Yeah, I love the pick for the for the Patriots. And the Lions go Jack Campbell into your linebacker out of Iowa. I gave it a five. Again, positional value. I think you could have got him with your uh, top second round pick. Um, you know, they wanted a tight end so bad. I would I think that if they would have taken Dalton Kincaid at 12 and then taken Jameer Gibbs at 18, this would look a lot better. And then you take Jack Campbell and then Brian Branch. I think their draft makes a lot more sense. I do think their second round was great. Laporte is a good tight end. I would have taken Mayer, but he's good, and they got Brian Branch. But still, I think their first round were just reaches. That's why I have fives. Uh, Buccaneers take Kalijah Kansi. I gave it a three because I do like him, but again, I just don't love interior D linemen uh, in the first round, especially at 19. I think there was so much other ways you could have gone. But, you know, I think Kansi is very good. Um, so we'll see how he pans out. Uh, 20, Seattle took Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver to Ohio State. I give it a one, elite. <clears throat> Couldn't believe he fell this far. Um, I could have saw him going a lot of different ways. I could have saw him going 10 to the Bears. I could have saw him going 11 to the Titans, 12 to the Lions, 13 to the Packers, 15 to the Jets, uh, 16 or 17 to the Commanders or Patriots. I thought it was a huge pickup, a huge get for the Seahawks. I thought it was a really good, really good pick. Um... So, yeah, that was one of my elite picks of the uh, first round. I think I only hand out five. I think I have one more. Yeah, I hand out five. Uh, Chargers, Quentin Johnson, Washington, TCU. I give it a four because I don't understand why the big receiver. You have Mike Williams. He's 27, 28. I would have thought they'd go for a more speedy or a play or a hands guy like Jared Addison or Zay Flowers because then you got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen if he can stay healthy, and then you got your guy that could possibly replace Keenan Allen at some point in Addison or Flowers. So I thought it was a questionable pick there. Uh, so I gave it an average. 
And then Ravens took Zay Flowers at 22, and the Vikings took Jordan Addison. That was the runner receivers. I gave both those threes. Um, just good picks. I think they're really good picks. I, could, I, I was a little shocked the Vikings didn't go Deontay Banks there. But yeah, I understand you get more help for Kirk Cousins. You know, you got K.J. Osborne, Jordan Addison, and uh, Justin Jefferson with T.J. Hawkinson, Dalvin Cook. Really good offense. Giants took Deontay Banks. Almost gave this a one. Gave it a two because I love Deontay Banks. What a get for the Giants. Um, really love that pick. Uh, Bills went Dalton Kincaid. Um, I gave it a three just because they have a tight end, but I understand why they did it. Injury-prone tight end. You can get out of the contract, I think, soon. Dalton Kincaid's really, really good, man, so I love the pick. Cowboys, I gave it a four for average. Could have went five. Just, again, don't love interior D lineman, especially just a pure run stopper, especially with some of the guys that were there on the board being, you know, Miles Murphy, Nolan Smith, Michael Mayer, Joey Porter Jr. Didn't love it. Jaguars took Anton Harrison. Obviously, they're going to need a tackle uh, again, losing uh, who they lose. They lost somebody to the Chiefs. Can't think of his name right now. Can't even think of his name. They lost the tackle to the Chiefs, so they needed Anton Harrison there. Bengals, I gave them a two for the Miles Murphy pick. Thought he would go a lot higher. Thought he would go 19 to the Bucks. So, really good pick by them. Uh, gave the Saints a three on Brian Brissy. Uh, again, three on the interior D lineman. I like Brissy more than Mozzie Smith, so that's why I gave it a three. Uh, Eagles get their second one of this uh, first round. Nolan Smith, the edge. I gave it a one. Uh, what a steal. I had him going 13. Didn't think he'd fall lower than 19. And they get him at 30. Uh, Chiefs got Felix and DK Uzama, who I do really like. I gave it a three. Um, I think with the edges that were left, he was probably the best one left. Um, now you could say, man, could they have taken a receiver here, one of the receivers? But or could they have gone corner, Joey Porter or Michael Mayer, um, and then taken an edge later? But I do like the pick because he was the best edge available, in my opinion. So let's go to the top five best and worst drafts. So we'll start off at worst. Um, God damn, hold on. Let me get back to it. So start off with number five worst. I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys. And I know it pains me to say the Dallas Cowboys, but I'm going to say the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, didn't love it. Didn't love the draft. Um, you know, Mozzie Smith in round one, again, would have liked some other guys there, Michael Mayer, Joey Porter. Then they took Luke Shoemaker, uh, the tight end, in the second round. Didn't even have him in my top seven or eight tight ends. Darnell Washington was still there. You know, a bruised knee. Are we kidding ourselves? Darnell Washington should have been the pick. Did love round three, taking DeMarvin Overshone. Really actually liked that pick. And then Deuce Vaughn in round six I like. But I thought the Cowboys draft was very uh, lackluster. So let's go down. Number four. I want the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, let's go to theirs. How far down are we? Because there's still the S. Tampa Bay. Again, Kalijah Kansi. Mm, just didn't love. I just don't love interior D linemen in the first round, really. I really don't. Unless they're generational like Jalen Carter. I don't love it. I did, didn't mind their Cody Motch pick in round two. But I just think they wasted... That if you're going to take Cansey, why not trade down and get more assets? In my opinion, you know that's just my opinion. Didn't love their draft. Josh Hayes in round six isn't terrible, but I didn't. Lo- I wasn't crazy about the Buccaneers draft. Uh, then we got the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. So 
So I just didn't like the Quentin Johnston pick at all. It just didn't make sense to add another big receiver. You need some guys, get some guys that can help out him, help out Herbert, you move the change. and guy, Like Jordan Addison, I think, was the perfect fit for the Chargers. I think Jordan Addison was a perfect fit for the Chargers. Um, I didn't mind Tui Lapotu. Uh, I think I had him in round two in my mock draft. Didn't mind that pick at all. Um, but yeah, I just, the Quentin Johnson one, really it's these early picks that bring down, cause you don't know how these late guys are going to pan out, but I just didn't love the Quentin Johnston pick, uh, Washington commanders. What are the hell are the commanders? Oh, here we go. So yeah, I just I uh two corners in the first two rounds. Uh didn't love Jarvis uh Jartavius Martin in round two and definitely didn't like Emmanuel Forbes in round two. I think Forbes, you know, if, if he was your round two pick and you would have taken somebody else in round one, this draft looks a lot better, but didn't like either of the corner picks for them at all. Um and then the number one team, I know that they it you know, they can probably miss a little bit and be fine. Um, but the New York Jets, uh I know they needed a center. Thought Tittman was a round three guy, round four, and Will McDonald I thought was a bottom first round two guy. So I really just did not like their draft. I know they can afford because their draft is the drafts have been so good, and they got a really good defense. Now they have Rodgers. They can afford some misses, but I mean, who knows? And again, these guys might be unbelievable, and I might just be foolish. But this is how I'm looking at it as uh, them as prospects. So my top five drafts: the Houston Texans at five. I know people are going to say, well, they, you know, they still drafted the right thing, the right people at the right time, their two picks. Because, yes, they traded up and gave up a lot. But they got C.J. Stroud at two. I loved it. And they traded up and got Will Anderson, who I thought is the most for sure thing in this draft at, at pick three. And then I loved them getting Nathaniel Dell in round three from Houston. He's, I think he's good. Then they got Henry uh, Toa Toe, the linebacker from Bama. I think he has good upside. Jarrett Patterson, the center out of Notre Dame, tremendous upside. And then Xavier Hutchinson, another wide receiver out of Iowa State, I think has some upsides. So I just love their draft all around. I thought the Houston Texans did a tremendous job. Um, so we're going to go up to the Chicago Bears, at number, my number four spot. So they got Darnell Wright, but then I just love some of their other picks. Uh, defensive lineman Javon Dexter out of Florida. Um, Zach Pickens out of uh, South Carolina. Roshan Johnson out of Texas in round four. Noah Sewell in round five out of Oregon. I really love what they did later in the rounds uh, after round one. I thought Darnell Wright was a bit of a reach, but he was still – I had him mocked at, yeah, I think 16, so it's not like it was an extreme reach, and I just love what they did later on. Tyler Scott, the receiver out of Cincinnati, I really just love what they did late. Um, and then you got the Indianapolis Colts, um, who I thought had a brilliant draft as well. They got Anthony Richardson in round one, their quarterback of the future. Then they got Julius Brents in round two, who I like. Josh Downs, who I had in round going round, early round two, goes round three to them. Then they get Blake Freeland. Blake Freeland, who I thought was a round three, round four tackle. He's good. And then round four, maybe one of the biggest steals of the drafts, um, out of Tawane, out of Bar, uh, edge out of Northwestern. What a pick by them there. And then I love them getting Jalen Jones out of A&M late. I thought they just really did good in this draft. Um, Philadelphia. You could argue they should have been one. I had them at two. Um, you could argue they should have been one. Their top two were very good, and then I love the Keeley Ringo pick in round uh, round four and the Sidney Brown pick in round three. Uh, the top two made made their draft though. Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter. 
the Steelers, though, I thought that they got unreal value out of their top three picks. Broderick Jones, I had him going 13 or 11. Uh, Keanu Benton, defensive lineman, thought he that was a very good value pick. And then just getting Darnell Washington, who I think is going to be an unbelievable player in this league at, at, uh, at round in round three. And then I actually like uh, uh, Nick Herbig out of Wisconsin in round four, good pick. And uh, I thought Corey Trice Jr. out of Purdue in round seven was a good pick too. I liked him a lot. So those have been my best drafts um, and best and worst drafts of the 2023 NFL draft. So let's uh, – Let's go to my biggest reaches of the draft and who I would have taken. So Detroit taking Gibbs at uh, pick 12. I just thought, again, positional value. I thought it was a reach. I would have taken Christian Gonzalez, who was there, cornerback out of Oregon, easily. They need corner help. Um, and, I just again, I just thought Gibbs was a huge reach. Jets took uh, Will McDonald, the edge out of Iowa State, at 15. Again, I had late first round, early second round grade. Nolan Smith, I had mid to early first. And I, that's who I would have taken is Nolan Smith, um, the edge out of Georgia. Washington Commanders take Emmanuel Forbes. Again, had a mid-second round grade on him. I would have taken Christian Gonzalez, who is still there. Even after, you know, I have the Lions, I said would have t- should have taken him. Um, Detroit took Jack Campbell. I would have taken Dalton Kincaid there at 18. And then the Dallas Cowboys took Bozzy Smith. I picked 26. Had a mid to late second round grade on him. I would have taken Michael Mayer. You took a tight end later on anyways. I think Michael Mayer, it would have looked like a way better pick than Mozzie. I think that would have just been the correct pick. So let's go my top biggest, my top three biggest steals from round one, round two, round three, and then we'll go through some later round steals that I liked as well. Round one, Eagles get Jalen Carter at nine. Thought he, I didn't think he'd go past seven. Uh, after everything that occurred early, I thought Seattle was going to take him. Um, after Anthony, I heard that Anthony Richardson was going five. If the Colts did not take him, um, I thought he would have went five, six, or seven. He ends up going nine. It's a steal, in my opinion. Uh, Patriots getting Gonzalez at uh, pick seventeen didn't have him falling outside uh, the top the top ten. Latest item going was Philly at nine. Obviously, they traded or Philly at ten, which they traded up to nine. That's the latest item going. Eagles then took Nolan Smith. Latest item going was was nineteen at one point, but I had I, I didn't think he'd go past fifteen to the Jets. So I thought that was another. Philly got two huge steals. Round two, Raiders got Michael Mayer at 34. Thought he was definitely going round one. Um, And then the Lions got Brian Branch, the safety out of Alabama. I had him going 24 or 27, maybe 28, but what a steal at 45 for Detroit. And then the Bills get Osiris Torrance, the interior lineman out of Florida at pick 59. I had him in the late first round. Round three. Linebackers took Drew Sanders, who was one of my top three linebackers. I think I had him at linebacker one going in. Uh, they got about pick 67. Great pick by the Broncos. Then the Colts got Josh Downs at uh, pick 79. Had him as an early second rounder. And the Steelers had, had Darnell Washington at pick 93. I had him going to the Bengals in my last mock draft, I believe, at pick 28. So huge steal, in my opinion, um, for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. So let's go Let's go to round four. Just going to scroll through, and if I spot anybody that I really liked. Obviously, I love Keely Ringo to the Eagles. Um, at 105, I think the upside, great pick. Um, like we said, out of Tawama, out of bar, uh, at 110 to the Colts. Uh, love DeWan Jones, pick 111 to the Browns. Offensive tackle out of Ohio State, really like that pick. Love the Bears getting Roshan Johnson, the running back. Just go through. Jaguars got Ventrell Miller, didn't mind that pick. 
Stetson Bennett ended up going round four. I was shocked that he went that early. Um, but yeah, those are some of the steals I liked in round four. Let's click on to round five. We'll just go through round five, six, and seven. Might as well. Love talking draft. So let's see who else I like. Dorian Thompson Robinson to the Browns was interesting in round five. Noah Sewell to the Bears at 148. Great pick. Actually, love that pick. I saw Jaron Hall from BYU went to the Vikings. He got picked by the Vikings. Oh, Henry Toto to the Texans at 150, 167. Loved that pick. Um, so that'll probably do it for round five. Round six. Uh, Josh Hayes, 181 to the Bucks. Uh, Trivius Hodgins Thomason, 182 to the Rams. I like that pick. Jalen Duncan at 186 to the Titans. I like his upside. I love the upside pick by the Patriots here, Keishon Boutte at 187. I mean, he's talented as hell. Um, if he can get his head straightened on, I think he'd be a very good player. Uh, Jarrett Patterson at 201 to the Texans, the center out of Notre Dame. Xavier Hutchinson, wide receiver out of Iowa State at 205. Um, Deuce Vaughn to the Cowboys, the running back out of K-State. Dante Stills, the D-tackle out of West Virginia. Zach Evans to the Rams at 215. Like him a lot. Um, he was good at Ole Miss. Um, and then round seven, I don't know if we'll know many people in round seven, but we'll go through and look, of course. Oh, Jalen Jones. Uh, the cornerback out of Texas A&M I liked. I uh, like the uh, Ravens taking a chance on Andrew Voorhees, who like blew out his leg completely in the combine. I like them taking a chance there. Max Duggan went to the Chargers. But yeah, I think that'll pretty much do it. Yeah, so that'll pretty much do it for that. So let's go over some win totals. Early prediction. Don't hold me to these because I'll obviously have way different as we go. So let's go to the AFC East. The Jets are at 9.5 over. I think they won 11 games this year. Patriots at 7.5. Just don't really love what they've done this offseason. Um, I thought Gonzalez was a great pick. That doesn't completely change you, though. I'm going under 7.5. Dolphins at 9.5. Dolphins at I'm going under. I think they'll be around 9 or 8. And the Bills at 10.5. I think the Jets and the Bills finish around 11 wins. So I'm going to go over. This is the tough. The AFC North was the toughest to pick. Is this division? All these teams are going to hover around eight, nine, ten wins. Bengals maybe eleven or twelve. Browns are at nine and a half. I'm going slightly under. Right now, my pick is nine wins for them. Steelers at eight and a half. I'm going slightly under. My pick is eight or seven. Ravens are at eight and a half. I'm going over. I think they're nine or ten. And the Bengals are at eleven and a half. I'm going to go slightly under. I think they finish at eleven or ten. So I'm going to go slightly under there. AFC South, Texans, I still think there's a there's one more season of rebuilding. I'm going to go under 5.5. I think they win 5. Colts at 6.5. I'm actually going to go over here. I think they win 7 or 8. Titans at 7.5. I'm going under. I think they'll have a top 3 pick next year. And the Jaguars at 10.5. I'm going over because I think they probably should go 6-0 and in their division. So I'm going to go 11 wins for the Jacks. AFC West, Broncos, 8.5. I'm going slightly under. I think they'll get 7 or 8. I think it'll take one more year under Sean Payton and Russell. Raiders at 7.5. I'm going to go over. I think they finished around 8 or 9. 
And the Chargers, I'm not as high on the Chargers this year at 9.5. I'm going under. I think they win 9, and the Chiefs at 11.5 over. I think they'll win 13 or 14. Commanders, 7.5 under. Giants, 8.5 under. And then Cowboys, Eagles. Cowboys, 9.5 over. They'll win 10 or more. And the Eagles at 10.5 over. They'll win 11 or more. Uh, This division will be interesting. The NFC North, I got three unders, actually. Bears at 7.5. I'm going slightly under. I think they finish around 7. Packers at 7.5, I think it's going to be bad. I think it's going to be well under 7.5. Lions at 9.5, slightly under. I know people are saying this is their year. I still think it's going to be around 9 wins. And the Vikings at 8.5, I think they still get 9 or 10, so I'm going to go over. NFC South, Panthers at 7.5. I'm going to do it and take the over. I think the Panthers are going to be solid this year. Um, So I'm going to go over. Falcons at 8.5. Oof. Under. Saints at nine and a half, just over. I think they go ten and seven. And Buccaneers at six and a half. I think they'll finish around six wins. So I'm going to go under. Uh, NFC West, Rams at seven and a half. You know, I'm going to go slightly over. I think they finish at eight or nine wins. I do. I think they're going to. I think Sean McVay and Matt Stafford are going to have something to prove. Cardinals at five and a half. I think they'll be the worst team in the NFL. Under. Uh, Seattle at ten and a half, slightly under. I think ten or nine. And then 49ers at 11.5. The quarterback, we don't know. I know it's a quarterback-friendly offense. I'm going to go slightly under. I'm going to say they won 11 or 10. So those will be my predictions there. Uh, back with KB and the boys Friday. After last week, we went we went 3-3. Three and three. Uh, They went 4-2. and two, So we're sitting at 11-7. and seven. They are sitting at 8-9-1. and one. Uh, Both parlays are now 1-2. and two. After my Knicks pick did not hit, we could have went back-to-back parlays, but the Knicks one did not hit. Um, But yeah, we'll be back with that Friday for KB and the boys. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.